Good evening, church family. I brought my phone up here because I don't have a watch, so I'm going to try to keep, keep track of the time. You guys can stay seated tonight. I'm going to read some scriptures. I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, I had passed out two papers. Did everybody get one? Every family, at least everyone in here got one? Good. You didn't get one? Well, you're just, you can have my copies after church is over. Oh, oh he's, he's going to hook you up. See, Brother Jared's got it. Thank you, Brother Jared, for helping me out. Uh, I do want to pray before I get started. Let me get my bag here. Positioned in victory. I want to teach a lesson tonight that I'm currently going through learning and the Lord is teaching me. So I'm going to share it with you. Lord, I want to thank you so much for your your word. I want to thank you for your presence, God. I want to thank you for all the goodness that you are doing, God, in this church family, God. You are so good to us, Lord. I pray tonight, God, that you would just order my steps, God. I pray that you would anoint my lips, God, and I pray that you would help me to deliver this lesson, God. And I want to thank you for the things that you are teaching me right now, God. I want to thank you, God, for the things that you are bringing me through right now, God. And I want to thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do for our church family, God, in this time of fasting and prayer, God. We praise you, we worship you, Lord, and we exalt your wonderful name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there is an invisible war. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the battle is real. For the flesh sets it sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. That's Galatians 5.17. And I did not give Brother Johnson any of my scriptures tonight. So that's my fault. Sorry, Brother Johnson. Um, fighting thoughts for the past three months. How many of you guys have ever been in spiritual warfare? I think everyone in this room probably. Yeah. Uh, for the past several months, um, I've been fighting a spiritual warfare. Uh, I can handle, I can handle physical pain. I can handle that. I can handle disagreements and arguments with people. It's easy to fix that. But when it hits the mind, that's different for me. I don't like those battles. I don't like those emotional battles. So I'm going to be very transparent tonight and show you um, where God's brought me from and what he's doing and what he's taught me. These, This paper here, the, the Warrior's Prayer, has been with me for several weeks and I'm going to testify about how powerful this is for you to pray this prayer right here every single morning, okay? Fighting thoughts of suicide, fighting thoughts of anxiety and anxiety attacks, fear, depression, and wanting to walk away from ministry. I've been fighting it for three months except for there's been my turnaround, Sister Michelle. My turnaround. 
the weight of all the mental and the emotional battle got to be too heavy. And I remember uh, several weeks, probably about four or five weeks ago, well, it was right after the Christmas banquet. We had uh, went back to First Recovery. Dawson was at a friend's house staying the night, and I finished First Recovery, and I was weighted down, Sister Michelle. I didn't even want to be at First Recovery. Can I be honest? I didn't want to be there, but I had to be there because that's my responsibility. And I know that people were depending on me. So sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And so I remember coming in and walking in my house and I couldn't, it was just weight and I couldn't bear the weight anymore. I have a chair in my bedroom by my desk, Brother Littles, and that's my little altar. I couldn't even make it to my altar, Sister Michelle. I remember walking into the living room. There wasn't no putting down a nice pillow on the floor, uh, getting comfortable. I just hit my knees on the floor and I buried my head in the love seat and I just started crying. I couldn't even, I didn't even have the word, Sister Teresa. I couldn't. It was a point where I could not take it anymore. God, you, I got, I don't know what I'm going to do. I couldn't take it. So I started crying. And at that moment when I started crying, I felt defeated. I'm being very transparent tonight. I felt defeated, and for the first time in my entire life, I've always had hope, always. But I felt like even my hope was just a little flicker, barely there. I knew I was I was in a dangerous spot. I'm in a dangerous place. And so I was crying, and I felt like fear just surrounded me as if every demon in hell filled my living room and if I raised my head up out of my hands from praying or crying, I could see them standing there in the flesh. That's how strong it was. So I froze in fear for a moment and then I got mad. I got good and mad. I like getting mad sometimes. You know, Sister Michelle. (laughs) So I got mad and I said, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I said it just like that. Then I sat there for a second and I felt it again, Sister Michelle. Then I got real good and mad then. Then I said, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Then my face, I raised up from there and I wasn't scared. And just like that, it was gone. It was gone completely. And I started praising God. I said, God, you are my hope. You are my salvation. You are my strength. You are my deliverer. I just started praising him and thanking him. And then it broke in my spirit. And I started praying and the Holy Ghost came in. And I just felt an overwhelming power. It's something. When you start praying in the spirit, it does something. It does something. We don't even know what the battles is being fought. I felt strength come to me. So I had a good time with the Lord. And I was listening. I sent the message to Sister Trina. Brother Josh Heron, there's always someone in the season that you're in that speaks to you every single time. He's the one that God, I don't even know the man. He's the one that God has sent to me in this season. But I remember him saying something to me. He said this. He said, When you're in the church praying or you're in your prayer time and you're fighting thoughts, you're fighting anxiety, you're fighting fear, it goes away then. But what happens when you walk out of the door of that church? Boom, it comes back again. 
because you left that position. And I, I got to thinking that happens to me. Why do I keep doing that? I got my victory. Why do I keep doing that? And so that's when it clicked and I felt the Lord speak to me. And he says, get into position. And I was like, Lord, I was just on my knees. I was just praying. And it kept coming over and over. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm a little slow learner sometimes, okay? I'm just being honest. So I was like, Lord, I was positioned. What do you mean get positioned? He says, position yourself over and over. Has someone ever said something to you over and over and kind of started saying, you want to say, What? Yes, that's how it was over and over in my mind. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't nothing. So I was like, okay, got my phone out, Googled position. How many times is position uh, said in the Bible? So I got to looking at it. <laughs> Brother Jocelyn, this is where you're going to laugh at me. We had a little conversation before church. And um, so it says it's 20, mentioned 22 times in four different translations in the Bible. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go look up every single one of these times. I'm going to look it all up. I got to figure out what God's telling me. And, um, oh, okay, God. And then he spoke to me. Laura, you need to position yourself in prayer, position yourself in praise, and position yourself in obedience. So I was like, all right. I thought I was obedient. I thought I do pray. I thought I do praise you, Lord. So, um, I don't get the big picture sometimes, Brother Casey. And speaking of that, I'm sitting at my desk today, look out my window, and guess what's right there? A big sign that says, Focus. I started laughing, Brother Casey. Focus Bank is right out my work window. <laughs> okay, Lord, I get it. There's my sign. Here's your sign. All right, God. So, I realized what God was doing. He was trying to show me something. I'm going to read through this just to, to tell you something. I went to Genesis 32, 33 and 2, Genesis 48, 13, Exodus 2 and 4, Exodus 7 and 1, Exodus 40, 18, Judges 20, 22, 1 Samuel 5, 2, 1 Samuel 6, 18, 2 Samuel 15, 24. I have a reason for this. Ezra 3, 10, Nehemiah 3, 3, 3, 6, 3, 13, 3, 14, 3, 15, 6, 1, 7, 1, 13, 19, Isaiah 22, 7, Lamentations 2, 4, Matthew 3, 10, and Luke 3 and 9. Do you know how important it is to be positioned? These verses are past tense. When I looked at Brother Johnson, I said, make sure when you put that title on there, put ED, he goes, what? That was his look. What? <laughs> I'm so thankful I have a Brother Johnson in my life to work things out, Right? But this is how God speaks to Laura, because I'm not as intelligent as Brother Johnson is. So I was like, Lord, I was positioned there. And I uh, got to thinking, oh, I'm not getting into position, Sister Butler, but position means I'm there and I need to stay there. And that's what we have to do tonight. We've got to get positioned where we don't get up and leave prayer and get distracted we don't get up and leave and cut off our fasting because we got distracted. There's going to come temptations. There's going to come fears with that. And you don't get up and get distracted in your praise time when something don't go right. And you're like, oh, God, and you turn from praise to begging God. So 
You don't get distracted in obedience. I was laughing. I can't remember who I said the other day. It's better to ask forgiveness than, than permission. Pastor does not like that. FYI, just take it from me. I know, okay? So you've got to stay positioned in obedience. But when I realized what God was saying to me, and I said, I am and I can't understand. I have to tell God, I don't, under, I don't understand what you're saying, Lord. And then I realized what he was, and I have to stay positioned. Pastor's been preaching. First church strong. Start, stay, finish. We got to start of positioning by getting there. A lot of us know how to pray already. There's no getting there. A lot of us know the obedience to the man of God and to the word of God. There's no getting there. Um, a lot of us know what it is to fast and to pray and praise. There's no getting there. You need to stay positioned where you are. You, na- you need to, to set your feet strong and steady and don't waver. Don't allow that distraction to blow you one way. Don't allow the temptation to pull you back this way. But you have to stay positioned. And so once you start, you stayed positioned. And then you finish positioned. We don't leave that place of prayer. We don't leave that place of praise. And we don't leave that place of obedience. But we stay positioned there. And we finish positioned there. There is something important about where you are positioned. And how you are positioned. And why you are positioned. When God gives a command to take position. And you obey. Victory will follow. Not always immediately, but it will follow. I know, I watch videos, my cousin, he's, um, I don't know a lot about NCIS and, and all that, but he's in that, and uh, Marines in Hawaii. So he likes to send me beautiful pictures and scenery, and then he does these workout things where he's, you know, doing stuff like this. I do stuff like this, <laughs> but sorry. So, um... He's working out, and, and, he, and he, he, he tells me his crew, sends me pictures of him and, and what he commands them to do. You know, when you go into military, your commander, you get up first thing in the morning. You know you get dressed, and then you ask, you know, what, what's, you ask what you're commanded to do that day, then you do it. You don't have an option. Oh, I don't feel like that today, commander. I don't think that's how it works. I know it's not how it works. Just the same with our walk with God. When we get up in the morning, we got to get dressed. I'm scared not to pray this prayer, Sister Shay. I've got to be covered. Dawson's got to be covered. If I'm not praying, I can't depend on Sister Butler to pray for him. It's not her responsibility. God gave me Dawson. It's my responsibility. We got to cover ourselves. So I'm going to pause right here. I want you to take this sheet of paper out really quick. It's called the warrior's prayer. I'm going to read through this as if I'm reading in the morning for me and Dawson. Heavenly Father, your warriors prepare for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the armor of God for me and Dawson. I put on the girdle of truth. May I and Dawson stand firm in the truth of your word so we will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. 
May it guard mine and Dawson's heart from evil so that we will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace. May I and Dawson stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through us and be a light to all we encounter. And I take the shield of faith. May Dawson and I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of denial and doubt and deceit so I, we will not be vulnerable to spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May Dawson and I keep our minds focused on you so Satan will not have a stronghold on our thoughts. And I take the sword of the Spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in our hands so that Dawson and I can expose the tempting words of Satan. Jesus, by faith, your warriors have put on the whole armor of God. We are prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Excuse me. Get a drink, just a second. <laughs> Every single morning, I started praying this prayer. For those of you who I sent that video to, I've not battled anxiety ever since. I've not had another moment of depression. I have not had another moment of a suicidal thought to cross my mind. <clears throat> Jesus' name. I've not had any of those problems that I battled before. I'm not dealing with those things anymore. So, in Jesus' name, I made this a point. I don't leave my house. And you guys, most of you know in leadership team, I said this year I'm not going to be late. And I'm still pushing. I'm not going to be late. But if I have to be late, I'm going to say my prayer. This comes first. I won't leave my house not dressed, praise the Lord. Pastor said, he don't care how you come, as long as you come dressed. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to leave my house. I'm not going to leave my house in the morning without being spiritually dressed. I don't want to be exposed to the enemy. And forever, I remove myself. I used to pray a similar prayer every single morning, and I stopped. I got distracted. I got in a hurry. I got in a rush. I got this and that. And then guess what happened? When things came at me, I couldn't fight them anymore. <coughs> so <clears throat> I realized I removed myself from my position of prayer. And so when you remove yourself from where the commander puts you, you're open to attacks. You're open. You become vulnerable. You're no longer protected. And so I started praying this prayer every morning. Thank you so much. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's made a huge difference. And I can see a difference in Dawson. I remember, and I'm testifying right now, where he said something and did not mean it mean about pastor and a favorite pastor on here. And he got home and he was said, Mom, I didn't mean it that way. And he was so insecure, he goes, Mom, I'm never getting up there ever again, ever again. I'm not ever testifying in church ever again. And his mom, I said, oh, yes, you will. But he's like, Mom, I'm not ever getting up there ever again. 
And the boy just ministered at KCA in front of his peers. And now he's excited about ministering in front of the church. Back on When he hits this platform at the end of this month, I know what God's done in that, in that boy's mind and his heart. So I'm thanking God for victory. I'm thanking God for the victory. So I want to encourage you to take this. Put it by your bed. Put it close by. As soon as you get out of that bed, just pray that prayer. Just pray that prayer. How much... I'm not going to go there. Before you get on Facebook or social media or anything, before you pick that phone up, pick that paper up. Say that prayer over you. I'm going to tell you it's life-changing. Get positioned. Stay positioned. Stay positioned. So it is, again, something important about where you're positioned and how and why. That's where you're going to get dressed in order to get positioned where God put you. So when God gives you the command... You're going to be ready. Sometimes, what if God's given us a command? I was told he gives us a command every single day. He speaks to you every day. There's a reason why you're still on this earth. You're not on this earth to see how much money you can accumulate and how much good things you can accumulate and the nice vacations you can go on and the family. That's not why you are here. You are here for a purpose. Every single one of you have a purpose in your life. And God gives us a command. I want to obey that command. I want to do what he wants me to do. Exodus 17, 12 through 14. Aaron and her was positioned on either side of Moses. And guess what happened? Y'all know the story. I love it. It's one of my favorite stories. I, well, all of them are my favorite stories. But this is what happened was um, the battle. There was a battle. We, we have spiritual battles every single day. So there was a battle, and Moses compa- commanded them to go fight. And he said, I'm going to take the rod of God, and I'm going to go up here on this mountain. And I'm going to stand there. And then when he got weary and he couldn't hold his hands up anymore, and he dropped his arms, the enemy was winning. When we get weary, it happens. I was just there. And we start to drop, and we fall back out of position. Guess who's going to win? The enemy starts winning over your life, winning over your thoughts, winning over your mind. Comes in between you and your family. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy is what the word of God says. So here comes Aaron and her. Aaron's position on one side, her's position on the other. They lift his hands up. They start winning the battle. They become victorious. Okay, so now we're going to go to 2 Chronicles 20. I got 10 minutes to teach the rest of this lesson. The armies, this, I want, I would encourage you, Second Chronicles 20, go home and read the whole chapter. Step by step. How many of you guys like step by step? I love step by step directions. I don't mess up with those. But there ain't no pictures. Brother Casey, there ain't no pictures. I'm sorry. So, the, it tells us in Second Chronicles 20, when you start reading verse 1 all the way down, there's armies coming against him, King Jehoshaphat. They were coming this way, this way, and then, they, and then another messenger come and said, oh, they're coming from this side of the sea too? There are vast armies. Guess what happened? Like any other normal person. He got scared. He knew he couldn't fight it. How many of you have been in a battle before? You don't think I'm going to, don't, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to be able to fight this battle. It's too big for me. I don't know how this is going to turn out. How am I going to win? You start trying to figure out things on your own. You try to take things in your own, in your own hands. Well, he realized, I can't do this. He got scared. 
but he was smart. He fell on his face and he sought the Lord. So he positioned himself in prayer and fasting. Big thing, fasting. So huge difference. So then he prayed and God answered through someone else and gave him instruction. And so when God spoke a command to him through someone else, he obeyed. He positioned himself in obedience. And by positioning himself in obedience, God told him to praise him. So he positioned the musicians in the front of the army as they were marching to war. It wasn't, it wasn't the soldiers with the swords and the soldiers with the shields in the front, the big scary dudes. He put the drummer boy up front, Sister Mashan. He put the sing praiser. He put little Sister Shay up front and marched into war. That's what it was because they positioned themselves in praise. They were obedient. They obeyed the command. And guess what happened? Y'all already know what happened. Victory came. They won victory. But not only did they win victory, they got to go out and get all the plunder what was left over because God blesses those who obey him. So God doesn't just give you the victory, but he also blesses you. So victory came for them. Victory came for them. I want to share a couple more verses with you because we're going to get here. So this other sheet of paper you have, it says different ways to pray. And to some of you, yours might be like this because before I realized I put it in the wrong print mode, it should be like this. Sorry about that. So... I was like, okay, Lord, this is cool. Found this. I'm going to look into it. There is scriptures here. So sitting, I looked it up, looked up that verse. I didn't look all these up. So uh, uh, Brother Casey, when you said, are you giving me homework? Absolutely. Take this home. Read these scriptures. Study it. But sitting, David's prayer of thanks. He sat in prayer and thanked the Lord. It tells you. He sat there and thanked the Lord. When you go to the next position, standing. I'm not going to go through all of them and read all these scriptures. We don't have time. But Nehemiah, Mark, and Luke, here, he says, He stand up and praise the Lord. And then when ye stand praying, forgive ye have aught against any other. So there's another position. I know when I go to ask someone to forgive me, I don't fall at their feet, Sister Littles. But I'll just say, look, sis, I'm really sorry for this or that. You know, you face them. You stand up and you ask for for forgiveness. Walking. I couldn't tell you how many times I'll walk and talk with the Lord. And I feel strength when I do that. But when you go to 2 Kings 4.35, and it says, Then he returned and he walked to and fro before he went up. And then God used them for a miracle. Read that scripture. You'll love it. Bowing. Exodus. 34 and 8, Nehemiah 8 and 6. Both of these scriptures have something in common. So Moses uh, made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and he worshiped God. Both of them was about worshiping the Lord and bowing their heads. Now standing up with their hands raised, uh, praying with their hands raised at the altar, raising their hands and blessing the Lord and lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting, uh, kneeling in second king or yeah first kings and in luke and there were several verses there but this is when solomon was praying in supplication and he got up from the altar of the lord from kneeling and then also this is where jesus kneeled and prayed that he wouldn't enter into temptation 
So you kneel and pray. And he was saying, thy will, not mine. And then the last one here, and some of you have it cut off, so you need those verses. See me after service. But when you lay prostrate on the floor before God, this one really caught my attention. We have so many in this church who has faced grief or you're facing situations that has your heart. When verse says, when the heart melted like water. And these verses here, every one of them, they're asking God to take it. Even Jesus in the, in the garden, um, he asked him, if you could take this from me, take this cup, but thy will be done. Um, when you're, when you're at the end and you're grieving and you're hurting, um, that's a position that most people find themselves in and praying. So our positions, even in prayer matter. So I want to encourage you to take this and you're going to see what's common for each of these prayers and the thanksgiving and the things that they've done, what they've done. So I encourage you to take that paper as well and I have to hurry. But I want to tell you this, that we have to remember our identity in the one who loves us and has sacrificed for us. Romans 8, 37. No In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I want you to remember something else. Remember to pray intensely, okay? Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I want to pause here for a second. Here's something else that the Lord showed me to do. Lord, get uncomfortable. When I'm comfortable, I don't always do what I need to be doing, Sister Michan. So I got uncomfortable. I told Sister Butler, I said, I'm not mad at you, Sister Butler, but I ain't sitting by you anymore. I'm going to go up there and sit on the front seat because I ain't comfortable right there on the front seat. So I know I'm going to have God's attention and I ain't going to get comfortable and relax where I was at. So I moved my spot to get uncomfortable. We got to get uncomfortable sometimes. Get out of the ordinary so God can do something extraordinary in us. I'm looking for something extraordinary. I want God to do something in me. I want some things broken. I want some strongholds demolished. So I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to position myself and I'm not going to remove out of that position anymore. I don't want to get distracted. I don't want to get distracted. This is my battle bag. It's cute, ain't it? This is my shan. Yeah. Well, let me show you what cute is. So, well, this is my shooting bag too. So I got some ammo in there, but I know y'all laughing, but this is for real. Ask Dawson. This is for real. When he sees Rocky on TV and mama takes out the gloves, he goes, mom, and he goes to his bedroom. I ain't kidding. I'm going to show y'all what I do. I love it, too. Because you know what? I told someone the other day, I love fighting when I was in the world. I love to beat people up. And I love to win. So now I fight for the Lord. Who was it said they used to sing in the bars and dance to the devil, but now they dance to the Lord? Well, I like to fight, so I fight for the Lord. No, Sam, don't punch the wall with these gloves on. <laughs> Come to my house, I'll show you. But Sister Michelle, oh, I love it. Oh, I can't do nothing. I can't hold this microphone. But this is how it is. And the spirit. I'm going to go to another church. They don't know me. I'm going to sit on a seat. 
know what? He goes, one more round. One more round. And in that movie, I'm like covering my eyes. I'm like, He said, I ain't losing. I'm wearing them out. That's what we got to do. You know what? Instead of letting the devil wear you out, you wear him out. Don't give up. Throw one more punch. Get back in position. Throw one more punch. Get back in position. So we got to start strong. We got to stay strong. And we are going to finish strong. So I want to encourage you tonight. And I'm done. So if you want to stand, I want you to remember this. Remember this, you fight from victory, not for victory. God told me that and it clicked. When it clicked, it stayed with me. I'm fighting from victory because greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I don't, I'm not fighting to have the victory. I already got the victory because I'm on the winning side. Amen. So I'm fighting from victory. I already won that round, Sister Teresa. I'm ready to go on to round what? I'm fixed to be 40. So I'm fixed to be 40 years old. I'm ready for round 40, devil. Because I'm staying positioned. I'm ready to fight. And I'm going to keep on winning. First John 4 and 4. Let me read it to you. You dear children are from God and have overcame them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Don't forget that. You're already, you already got the victory, honey. It's already yours. So get positioned. Get up in the morning. Get dressed. Get dressed. And then you better position yourself for the rest of the day. Now, when I have a fear come over me, or if I have, a, a, if I have, I have not had it. I'm telling you, I have not had an anxiety attack. I haven't had anxiety. I'm testifying to you right now. That's what God, that's my testimony. You didn't let me testify. That's my testimony. So I'm going to tell you right now, it's gone. I got peace. I got peace. If you need strength tonight, you already going to get it. Because guess what? You're already in the victory. So no more. God, will you please? God, why is it taking so long? God, this is hurting. Say, God, thank you for the victory. God, thank you for that family member being saved. God, thank you for strength. God, thank you for tearing down the strongholds in my life. God, thank you for removing that temptation. God, thank you for setting my feet on firm foundation. Just start thanking him for it. And then when that feeling comes in where you don't, you, you feel overwhelmed, that's how you get overwhelmed. I'm, 
I'm being transparent. That's why, that's why Sister Laura's hope was dwindling. That's why Sister Laura was uh, having anxiety attacks. That's why Sister Laura was worried because Sister Laura wanted what Sister Laura wanted when Sister Laura wanted it and it wasn't happening. So then I got focused on what wasn't happening. I got focused on the storm. I got focused on the pain that I forgot the one who put me in victory already. I messed up. I messed up. So I'm telling you, if you're messed up tonight, like I was, here it is. Stand up, stay positioned, be positioned, fight in position, and get dressed up because God already gave you the victory, honey. It's ours. And I'm so thankful for the victory. Whenever God wants to give it to me here in front of my eyes, that's good. If he does, if he don't, Sister Machine, I'm still going to praise the Lord. I'm still going to praise him. One more testimony, because God brought it to my mind. I tried three years to have a baby, Sister Machine. Two tubal pregnancies and a miscarriage. I didn't think it was ever going to happen for me. And I cried. I was obsessive with it. So obsessed that I remember Sister Missy coming to my door, knock on it. She goes, you're pregnant. I said, no. I'm done, Missy. I'm not buying another test. You know how much money I wasted on pregnancy tests? I'm not buying another test. I'm not going to Walmart. She goes, go get it. I said, no. She went to Walmart and got my test. Came back. She goes, take it. I said, fine. I take it. Remember that, Missy? Went upstairs. Boom. Strong. Double lines. What? So I did it again. Chris comes home. I said, I got to tell you something. I'm smiling big. I said, Chris, you're going to be a daddy wide as a ghost, fell on the side of the commode, or the tubs, and he's sitting there, he goes, what? I said, aren't you excited? Wide as a ghost. Uh, uh. (laughs) So he said, take some more tests. Three more tests later. So then fear came in. I'm like, oh no. What happens if this, that, that, that? So I started praying, and the Lord gave me my promise, because you know what I told him? The last time I had that tubal pregnancy, I said, Lord, if you never give me a baby, I'm going to praise you anyways. With the baby or no baby, I'm still going to praise the Lord. And it wasn't months later, she came knocking on my door, take a pregnancy test. How is my friend going to know I'm pregnant before I know I'm pregnant? So I did, and the Lord blessed me with that boy upstairs. So I'm going to tell you right now. No matter how long it takes, no matter what you want, you got to get to a place. God, if you give it to me or don't give it to me, I'm going to praise your name. Don't let it be a distraction. Don't let it be a distraction. God, this hurt, this heartache hurt me really bad, God. I don't, it hurts me. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this pain, but I'm going to praise you anyways. Don't let them distract you from the pain. So let's pray. I want you all to raise your hands tonight. I want us to pray. I'm going to pray over you. Lord, I want to thank you, God. I want to thank you for this lesson. I want to thank you, God, for the blessings in every single one of our lives that you do for us every single day. I pray that you would help us, God, to get up in the morning. God, help us as warriors to be dressed in your armor, God. God, to walk in victory tomorrow, Lord. Thanking you and praising you for everything that you have done because you are a good, good father, Lord. I thank you for the victory today, God. God, I want to thank you, God, for the strongholds being broken in this church, God. God, I want to thank you, God, for helping
help us to walk away from temptation, God. God, I want to help you, God. And thank you, Lord, Father, for the hope that you've given us, Lord. I pray today in Jesus' name, God, that you would continue, God, to strengthen my church family during these 21 days of fasting, God. God, as we set aside, help us, Lord, to see the things in our lives, God, that we need to work on. Get us out of our comfort zones, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.